This NFL Week 16 recap edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer, knocking it out early here on a uh, week 16 recap episode Tuesday morning. Hopefully, everyone had a very Merry Christmas. I know I did. The Eagles won. That's all that matters. Ryan, how you feeling? Merry Christmas. Dog. Mary, I was ready for the dog to uh, Merry Christmas. It was probably Merry for you. I know you're now yes. a, a deep rules analyst, so you probably had a lot of fun analyzing all the uh, the referee involvement on Christmas Day. Uh, no, I mean I I continue to say let them play, don't call a bunch of stupid penalties. But yeah, I don't know the the refs seem obsessed with calling false starts, minor. What, ball what was the best one? What, the center. What was your favorite Christmas Day bad call? Or bad referee involvement, because I I would nominate the refs uh, getting sacking Lamar Jackson in the end zone. That was <laughs> yeah, a pretty good know. one. That one's that one's tough. Also, Lamar did run twenty yards backwards, so and the ref tripped, and then that led to the safety. But Lamar's reaction after that happened was pretty hilarious. He's like, he got those real big eyes. He's like, you 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 don't know what he was saying, but clearly. He was fired up. I mean, that one certainly was the funniest, like literal ref <laughs> involved in the game. Ultimately, um, it didn't matter. Ryan rocking the refs are terrorist shirt. I did see, I looked at the merch store report already selling a couple of those uh, bad boys. Yeah. I mean, just in general refs stay out of the game. I, I that's been my, that's been my point of view from the beginning. That'll be my point of view till I die. So personally for me, my favorite was the part where the refereeing crew that was so focused on the two minute drill that they called a delay a game on a potential fumble in the first half when the giants recovered it. But then in the second half, Saquon Barkley had to run the ball to the center of the field. So interesting. Maybe they just wanted to get out of there. I don't know. It was a weird, it was a weird day for refs. <laughs> yeah. Not the best uh, day for refing Ryan. But also, so the, I did have a question. Some are asking, what were the Eagles fans booing at? Was it Jalen Hurts? Was it Nick Sirianni? Uh, no, the it was play just calling. The team. Okay, just the team. But you know, just frustrated with the team. Um, but ultimately, you know, hey, we got the win. We're eleven and four, tied for the best record in the NFC as the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that guy who bought the Brock Purdy MVP tickets uh, <laughs> on Prop Swap has to be feeling like. Could you imagine the, um, the like the progression? Because he he's thinking in his head like, hey, you know, all they got to do is just win this game. The Brock Purdy MVP price, price stay the same. 
okay, one interception. All right, not a big deal. That was just one. Then two interceptions. You're like, yeah, they're still fine. Three interceptions. You're like, oh my god. Well, if they could win this game, that might help as MVP. And then four interceptions. The golden sombrero for Brock Purdy, boy. Uh, yeah, that is the, the progression. And uh, if you listen to our future show on Visa, I say get in on Lamar Jackson at nine to one because if they beat the the Ravens, beat the 49ers, which Again, yes, I did pick the 49ers, but obviously that was just an attempt to jinx them. I I did think the Ravens were going to win. Um th- that it was a good price to get in on the Lamar MVP. And then of course, right, if you want to tout some CLV. You're talking, you're talking about summer. my Ravens number 1 seed? Is that what oh, the CLV you want to tout? Okay. My Christian McCaffrey MVP I gave out at 200 to oh. 1 when we were doing the NFL team previews. So I would hedge that if you have that as an option. I would probably cash out now on the Christian McCaffrey MVP price. But I, I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? Who ends up getting? It seems like it's a two-horse race between McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson right now. So we we in the off season, in the deep deep dark off season, we got you. And you so have Tyreek too, right? I was gonna say we got you on McCaffrey and Tyreek Kill, the only two positional players even being considered. I also think Sean making some notes in my NFL uh, black book. I think we need to make sure that we're hitting the futures markets even earlier this year because yeah. there, there's a ton of value like this. I, look, I, I think you hold. I am not a big fan of selling um, selling out of a position. The McCaffrey one is interesting though. Though, if you can really get some sort of hedge value from that, I think you absolutely have to move the ticket. I, as far as the the, I guess any other position. I, I was kind of trying to think about it last night as I'm watching this game and thinking about how how fun would it be if I still had a, a team with Sam Darnold and uh, Ryan Tannehill oh. best ball for next week. <laughs> but uh, it does seem like no one's trying to win the MVP. I mean, yeah, which, which MVP candidate played well? Like Mahomes looked like ass. Um, He's out of it. Josh Allen, I guess you could say, had the best game of the weekend. Um, yeah, but even he, I mean, they didn't, they didn't handle that chargers team. The chargers were a live dog in in most of that game um, to me, the, I, here's, here's the stat. Cause everyone talks about the Niners and their dominance when they're winning. But again, guess what was popping up last night? That stat about Kyle Shanahan come from behind victory. They're not equipped to come from behind Sean Lamar yeah, Jackson. You, and if this, you had the, put it this way. If you had the MVP quarterback, wouldn't you be equipped to come from behind? When you accidentally get one fourth quarter comeback, that's actually a great argument against Brock Purdy as being the MVP. Is if people are saying the offense isn't equipped to come from behind with all of those weapons, you got to wonder. But no, I I think you come back to Lamar Jackson. The, the Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have now had a win probability of seventy five percent or more in every single game this season, sans the overtime Rams victory. So they blew a couple games, but other than that, you I think you at this point have to say Lamar and this team are the most dominant. The defense certainly yeah. helps, but what MVP candidate doesn't have a good good uh no, defense no, on their side? Yeah, I mean Lamar um yeah, obviously is the front runner for a reason. I if you had to hop in now, I w- I guess I would take Lamar, but then they play at the Dolphins this week. It's a back-to-back road spot. It could get tricky. Um that's where that's where things get interesting too because yeah, like if Tyree Kill goes off in that game, that's how he, I think, gets his chance to the MVP. For the 49ers, McCaffrey, you know, they have to win out, I think. Uh, Here are the those next two wins. It's minus 160 for Lamar, as you alluded to, plus 400 for McCaffrey. 
Two is actually next at ten to one. Then Purdy at twelve to one. Allen at sixteen to one. Prescott at twenty to one. As much as we hate the Cowboys, Dak probably has a better claim than some of these other guys at this point. And then yeah, Tyreek Tyree Kill at twenty two to one. Jalen Hurts at twenty five to one. Mahomes at thirty five to one. And I'm going to say it, Sean. Goff is a hundred to one. Stafford is a hundred and twenty to one. Well, again, I Stafford was also one of those long shots that I wrote off a long time ago. But Detroit's path to get the um, number one seed, if they went out and San Francisco loses one game, Detroit actually would have the number one seed over the Eagles based on strength of common opponents. So usually it does go to the quarterback of the number one or two seed. Golf just isn't there stat wise. I mean, it, it really gets, if, if the Ravens lose to the dolphins, I think that's where it gets interesting. If, if the Ravens beat the dolphins, it's regardless over. of how Lamar looks, it's over. Um, yeah. So, so at I, this I point, think, are you taking to so your, what you're saying then is take the Ravens money line. Don't take Lamar MVP at this point. If you still like Lamar. Yeah. If you like Lamar, I mean, I haven't seen the, uh, I haven't seen the number yet. I'm guessing maybe Ravens. What is that line at? It's gotta be close to a pick, right? Either uh, way. It's not. They're not going to be a big favorite. Let's see. Um, the current line is three. So Dolphins are favored by three. No, no, no. It's it's not a back-to-back road spot. I was confused when you said you were talking about Miami's back-to-back road spot. Oh, you're right. Ravens yeah, are Ravens at home. Are at home. So okay. Ravens are laying three. It's plus one. Th- yeah. So I guess it's the same price as ba- basically the same price as Lamar to win the MVP. So not a ton okay. of value there. Uh, real quick, because I, I the other award since I'm looking at awards markets, the other one that's interesting to me that are still understanding that C.J. Stroud probably wins it still minus sixteen hundred. Puka Nakua is five to one. Puka Nakua could have a better season than Jamar Chase had uh, when he won his Rookie of the Year. Do you think there's any chance he sneaks in? Still five to one. No, no, because I mean I I like Houston to win another. I mean, I like Houston to win another game. It's such a quarterback award. I don't know. CJ Stroud would have to lose both games, I think, and look bad. You know, in, in some ways, the yeah, like, I guess the concussion helped the conversation, but it does seem like he's he's almost certainly going to win. And I, I think even just from a futures perspective, uh, let's see the te- Texans as we stand today. Even oh, they're not even being listed as, as uh, make miss playoffs, but. I don't think it matters as much for him uh, if they make the playoffs than it does for the D'Amico Ryan's. Well, I think if you're a rookie quarterback and you w- and you get your team in the playoffs, you're automatically winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, I mean, I like their chances to get to the playoffs. So, I yeah, I think you got to still like C.J. Stroud Rookie of the Year. All right, Ryan. Before we get to uh, recap, we should also talk a little uh, Circus Survivors. That's down to ten people, but. Of course, we're brought to you by Prize Picks. Love some Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so fun. All you got to do go to PrizePicks.com/sgpn. Get that hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. So fun uh, getting down on your favorite fantasy projections. A little more or less. Uh, you can do the cross sport promos. LeBron James, Travis Kelsey, who now is uh, apparently cursed by uh, Taylor Swift. Not a good, I mean, the, the, the chiefs team is they're nine and six. They, uh, I don't even know if they've locked up the playoffs. I thought they, I thought they would have, but I, I don't know. Like if they lose both games, there's a chance they don't make the playoffs uh, to, you know, Patrick Mahomes has never played a road game. And this is really 
you know, prize picks, it's really fun to play these last couple of weeks in the NFL because you have teams that are eliminated, teams that have so much to play for, teams that have nothing to play for, young guys getting involved, uh, you know, random vets getting a look. Very fun opportunities in the prize picks market. And of course, get the 100% deposit bonus, prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Kramer, I do think we should talk Circus Survivor just a little bit. I saw. Well, yeah, we yes. have that and we have a caller. So I'll, I'll give you dealer's oh, okay. choice. But yeah, let's get the caller on the line. All right, let's uh, let's bring him on here. Friend of the program. Uh, I I did decide. I have uh, as the the arbiter of the serial and Sean bet. I do. I did. Ha- I I did decide on what that will be, and I see that serial finally got back to me. So uh, we will be sending serial his mystery uh, prize for beat for beating you in that heads up bet. Morning, serial. Yes. What's up, fellas? Man, how you guys doing? You sound doing chipper. good. Yeah, I'm awake. I gotta go to work soon. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, we got yeah. the morning cereal here. Yep. Kramer, so, man, it was so close, dog. Almost had it. You had him on the ropes. I understand it's tough to be Eagles and Zebras in the same place, you know. It, oh, it, I I will say, like, classic I, I, Cowboys fan whining about the refs. I was watching the game and it's this it's the classic, like, all right, well, they're not gonna compete, and then the game starts the way it does. And it's like, all right, whatever. Um, let's see how this defense looks against the Eagles. That really what I was most intrigued about watching was that I knew that the the offense was gonna struggle against the defense, but let's see what the uh, the de- defense was having some nice plays. Uh if not for some relatively fortunate outcomes on some uh some like got gotta have it plays. Uh, I think I thought the giants played pr- really well. Um, and yeah, if, if, if only the refs knew they had to run the ball to the center of the field and spot it, um, delay a game, weird false start. Like it just a lot of a uh, weird penalty. It wasn't just on the giants, but the, impact. No, I mean, the Eagles got a bunch of bad penalties too. That's why, yeah, you but, know, no, no, no. But Sean, the, I mean, it directly led to three points at the end of the half that shouldn't have existed. Uh, and then, so you wait, know, you don't think you should call a delay a game if they're holding the guy now? But that's not what they called it for, Sean. They the, what the, they called for the ball came out and Okereke recovered the fumble. Secondly, if you go watch the tape, there's no way that he was going to run the ball to the center of the field in four or five seconds. I, I'm just, it's more, it's not so much what happened. It definitely impacted points, but it's more the juxtaposition of what how they were handling it in the second half in a very similar situation. So yeah, I understand why you call that delay a game. I've never seen it called before, and it did look like Hertz fumbled and Okereke went to recover the fumble. So I'm not sure what you're supposed to do there. Oh, I have seen that called before, and if you're laying on top of the guy, not they, it was not what up. they called it for. What are you talking about, Sean? They called it because he grabbed the ball. Sorry, right. yeah, you, you'll he, get he your revenge at home. Just, just like the Cowboys, he fumbled, Sean. What are you talking no, he about? He, he didn't fumble. He, he was did. down. Oh my god. The ball so squirted you, out, and the guy went to recover the fumble. What should he have done there? No, Bob, he didn't. Bobby Okereke was not on top of Jalen Hurts. He was on top of the ball. Again, okay. it, it directly led to points. Sean, are you denying that? No, I mean, yeah, the the Giants shouldn't have delayed the the um, the snap of the ball. Got it. The Eagles weren't going to get the playoffs. <laughs> Got it. No, you, so you don't think he did he anything wrong? He fumbled the there. ball, Sean. He dropped the ball on the floor. It turned out his knee was like he was down by contact. Yeah, but he t- was down. And then he laid on top of he was you don't think he was delaying the game. Okay. I, I'm not engaging right. this. Yeah, Serial, how engage you doing? Yeah, it's not, it's not even worth talking to him about this. 
It, I know I understand why. If Easy can, if Easy calls in, or if he can hear me, dog, I'm ready. We I'm, got a home game coming up where we have been undefeated the last 15. Lions ain't winning that game. Eagles have full attention. Eagles need to play better. They're going to have a rude awakening in the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to be one and done. All this Yehine, where we got such a good team, they're going to be one and done when they play a good team. Where, cereal? Where are you getting all this confidence? You guys, you guys look bad in back-to-back road games. Yeah, I have just enough confidence to know that if we have to continue to go on the road in the playoffs, might be an might be an early exit again. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know why I don't know why you're chirping off. Because if we go to Philly, we have a chance. We just have to overcome the zebras that are there. We can do that. Goodbye, Philly. I mean, this, this, this narrative that the Eagles are getting all these calls, they've had horrible calls go against them. I wouldn't say horrible calls. Your calls have been obvious. The ones that they call on the oh, other okay. team have been like a, like a so thin ones, line. So the ones that on. are called against You guys are just are talking obvious, about it. It's been a thin the, the line call that, called, that goes against the other The ones team. that are called for us are, are bad calls, but the ones that are called against us are obvious. All right. Exactly. But That's sh- how that works. Yeah. You can't <laughs> argue with Sean in this kind of topic because he's just going to project. And it's not about the Eagles. It's about your team. And uh, again, I'm just pointing out, I was just pointing out the juxtaposition of the way the refs treated uh, two different scenarios. And again, I would love, like, I, I dare you to find me a call when they've called delay a game in that kind of situation. So, and it did directly to re- result to points. I think any <laughs> no, sort of I, defense I, is, is I a had, bad one in that case. No, I'm fine with them not calling that, but there's a lot of stuff they shouldn't call then. Um, Agreed. Agreed. And, Agreed. And that's how the yeah, Cowboys it, lead the league in penalty year after year after year. Yeah, I, I look. Look, the the there were a lot of bad calls on Christmas. I think you're insane to think that the the Eagles weren't weren't blessed with the better side of it. Did it did it affect the outcome? I, it's hard to tell because it definitely directly impacted points. Um, every single like bad call people are talking about this morning, whether it be that horrible uh, false start that should have been offsides, whether it was Saquon having to run the ball to the middle of the field, or whether it was the fact that Saquon got full on tackled by Reed Blankenship in the end zone. Again, it, it not a big deal, but it did seem like the refs were choosing uh, interesting fouls to call and not call. That's all. Agreed, but it's all right. You get them back at home; they won't have that advantage. Well, it's not about an advantage. It's, it's, it's an more, advantage it's, when people constantly go to Philly and get these weird calls. They're like just. No, I don't even care amazing. about that. I mean, I, it keeps I, happening game in, game out, and no one wants to talk about it. I'm a truth seeker, serial. So for me, it's more, it's tough for me to watch Sean defend these ridiculous positions. That's all. No, I, tough, I don't think it was, I say. don't, I don't think it was a well ref game. Yeah. It was a horribly ref. I mean, the whole, the whole weekend was pretty bad. But again, some of those calls are more egregious than others. That's all. Anyway, serial. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, guys. Good stuff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Worst of luck to your Cowboys. Although I don't know, maybe I'm actually rooting for the because uh, I think for the Eagles to get the one seed, Lions need to beat the it, Cowboys. It's a smash no, spot. I can't have Sean more shots like that. Don't do that, dog. Kramer, or you no, can. Lo- Cowboys need us. to beat the Lions. So let's go, Cowboys. <laughs> maybe I'll lock up the Cowboys. Dan Campbell and the Lions just clinched the division for the first time in fucking over thirty years. You're they were. Me, I you're mean, telling me they're not dumping something. Yep. They were dumping Gatorade, the Gatorade. Dump bath, I, them. Jared Goff was uh, moved to tears in the postgame speech. It's like, yeah, you clinched one home game. A lot uh, of, a lot of. Save the tears for uh, the Super Bowl, Jared. Tough season for the anti-crying crowd. Antonio Pierce shedding some tears. 
<laughs> All right, fellas. Well, they did. That was a crazy stat. Uh, thank you, Serial. All right, Serial, let it ride. That was a crazy stat that they won the game without completing a pass in the last three quarters. I mean, what's what do you? This Chiefs collapse is really crazy. I did not. I mean, the cover. I you know them not covering fine, but them losing outright at home. I think that was uh, what was Mahomes's record against the division. It's been crazy. He has not lost a lot of games. Uh, I think the most telling thing, like Kelsey and Swift aside. I think the most telling thing is seeing how Patrick Mahomes is handling a little bit of adversity. It's just nothing but him yelling at yelling his at his lineman, Kelsey whipping his helmet. Did you see, uh, like uh, Andy Reid stop the guy from giving Kelsey his helmet back? They say something about you know you got to learn how to lose before you can learn how to win. Uh, maybe they, this is just the sign of a spoiled little franchise who's dealing with the fact that they got rid of their best playmaker and they haven't been able to fill the gap. And and this this is also a sign of like well this is what happens when you pay your quarterback all the money. <laughs> That's the narrative yeah. at least. Uh, Sean, real quick, we got more callers, but let's talk about Circa real quick because there are not sure. there are not ten people left. Um, oh, there was ten people. Uh, you're right, ten people going into. Uh, but a, as I mentioned, four. Yeah, as I mentioned on the pregame show on Sunday, shocked to see six people riding with the Broncos. Uh, yeah, in, including and by the way, all four of them rode with the Eagles. On uh, so the Survivor almost ended, I guess, like closer to ending than people thought. But uh, everyone was on the Eagles for the the Christmas Day stuff. So every four four people have uh, survived through two weeks to go. Uh, sadly, the uh, the Vegas Dave two point character did <laughs> did did not Vegas Sean the greatest gambler of all time the greatest gambler of all time. I do respect the move though. He did tell Derek and the circa they better have a wheelbarrow ra- waiting for all his care. <laughs> I like his yeah, spirit. He got eliminated. He was on the Broncos. Um, yeah, yeah crazy. Uh, it's crazy too. Cause ha- you know, um, just texting Merry Christmas to some people uh, Christmas Eve, uh, I, you know, let's just say a handful of people asked the either me or indirectly me through the wife. Hey, who am I betting on uh, for this game? That's about to go on. I told everyone take the Patriots on the money line. I t- turns out uh, I'm fucking Santa Claus, Sean. Because yes. no one saw that coming. All right, you want to take more calls? Uh sure. All right, let's uh, order of operations. We got friend of the program, uh, Brad Ward, and, and Browns. Uh, oh, Browns! He, he's fan. essentially our Browns intel in the DMs. Uh, yeah, one of my locks, Browns. That came through. That was sweet. Joe Flacco looking great for the Brownies. What's up, Brad? Maybe Brad's here. Gentlemen, oh, can you hear me? What's up, Brad? What's up, guys? You guys, do you guys have Flacco fever? Oh my god! Oh I, yes, I wish. Dude, Dude, Flacco, Flacco looks good. Flacco fever seems like the kind of thing you get after a spring spring break trip to Acapulco. <laughs> it uh, does. It was, uh, it was down in <laughs> but, uh, Flor- Fort but Lauderdale. You all got- have great memories from it, even though it hurts afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were on. Uh, so, uh, at least I I remember being pro Flacco immediately. Like that that first game took the took the Browns. I think I started him in DFS. Couldn't quite get that win against the Rams, but he looked. I mean, I test. He immediately looked pretty good. Yeah, he did. You know what I never expected though was him to raise the ceiling like this, right? Like yeah, for the Browns, I expected him to raise the floor, but not the ceiling like this. So like, I mean to. Break Josh Gordon's record, Amari Cooper, yesterday single game records. I mean, that's amazing. Two hundred sixty-five yards, 
You guys think the Browns can beat anybody in the AFC? I mean, I don't think anybody wants to play them. No one wants to play the Browns. No, no one wants to see the Browns in the playoffs. Joe Flacco is full in like zero fucks to give. He's he's everything that people thought Watson was going to be right. The the profile of just taking lots of downfield chances. Tur- turns out Joe Flacco's your guy. I don't know how the Jets let him leave the building. Obviously, it's come out that there was some beef between uh, Joe Flacco and Aaron Rodgers that made it so they were never going to work <laughs> together. But I, Stefanski should be discussed as the coach of the year. He's certainly not being co- uh, discussed as coach of the year. And you know, as much as Sean's a big Demar Hamlin guy, how, how do you not how do you not root for Joe Flacco to get this comeback player of the year? I mean, he came I back know. from the I, coffin. I did say Flacco was the only guy I thought had a chance to beat him out, uh, beat out Demar Hamlin. Now Demar Hamlin is seeing snaps and contributing to this Bills team, so he's obviously going to still win the award. But Ryan, what about uh, Browns to win the AFC at seventeen to one? I mean, to Brad's point, this team is frisky. They play good defense, and Joe Flacco kind of reminded me almost of a Nick Foles esque run where he is just n- has nothing to lose. And just lets it rip. You know, they got a decent running game. Maybe they get some of these guys healthy. I, I Brad, you have to be pretty excited, right? Yeah, we're. I mean, we're fired up, right? Like, they, hopefully, they can lock in the five seed Thursday night. It'll be crazy at home to clinch uh, playoffs with this team. This team is really beloved in Cleveland because of what they've overcome, right? Kind of, you know, uh, people around here of uh, this is uh, quite the run, you know, of injuries and stuff. So. Uh, and hopefully they can get like Grant Delpit back if they got in the playoffs, potentially stuff like that, but not getting anybody of huge influence back. So it's really kind of, you know, you got to hope Schwartz dials up a, a hell of a game plan and your pass rush gets there and, and Flacco gets you to, you know, 20, 21 points, 24 points. And you hope you can win a game and game or two in the playoffs, see how far you can go. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, it could, I, it's going to be the. I mean, with the Chiefs free fall, because it could be the Chiefs versus the Browns in the first round. But no. as we as we sit today, in the, the more, I mean, the five seed becomes pretty locked up with a win this week. I think, like you mentioned, they they clinch a playoff spot too. But if yeah. they if they end up on the road against Jacksonville, Indy, or Houston, yeah, I don't think the Cleveland Browns are necessarily like they're probably favored in most of those matchups. I, I would imagine Trevor Lawrence like coming over to Joe Flacco's house, like he's the cool older uncle, and just yeah. tre- Trevor Lawrence like he passes out after three shots of Captain Morgan's. Joe 100%. Flacco's just looking at him like you pussy. Well, we talk about <laughs> we talk about Stafford going back to play Detroit. How awesome of a game would it be if Joe Flacco returns to Baltimore? I mean, Ravens fans would just be torn. Like, there's going to be so many Flacco jerseys. He's probably the only opposing quarterback that might get a standing ovation in a playoff right. game. And then that's gotta be in Lamar's head. Lamar butthole getting super tight in the playoffs. Man, that would be we're really setting up for some awesome games in the playoffs. I cannot wait. Yeah, Brown's last team to beat Baltimore in Baltimore. So, you know, I don't know. You know, those division games, they they probably have a better chance than anybody else right now. Baltimore looks really solid after last night, you know. Yeah. Uh so I don't know. It's interesting. I was hoping they would lose, so the Browns would still maybe have a sh- outside shot at the division because they play so much better at home. But uh, you know, I, a solid win on the road at Houston. I know it was Case Keenum, but really the thing that uh, they proved there, I think, more than anything, was just uh, a little more explosive on the offensive side, and 
defense was uh, really good until they put the second stringers in at the end. No kicking game made for an interesting end. Uh, lost both the punter and the kicker in the game. Strange. Stefanski liked that though. He's a big two point <laughs> no, guy. He, he loved that. He got to go for every fourth down. <laughs> you uh, don't need no kicker. One of the three losses, as as we all remember, Ravens did lose to the the Browns. So, but they also lost to the Steelers and the Colts. Uh, pretty interesting three losses from the Baltimore Ravens. We're probably not going to give them as much credit as they they deserve for being a very dominant team this year. Sean, uh, yeah, Sean. What do they have to? What do the Eagles have to do to not feel like this is limping in, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this team has just been looking ahead to the playoffs the entire season. It does seem like now, um, maybe they can flip a switch. Maybe yeah. you know they do have two games against the Cardinals and the Giants. They'll be favorites in both. Um, yeah, if they can get some mojo going there. I think it's just like, you know, hey, you lost the Super it's it's tough to go back to the Super Bowl after losing the Super Bowl. I mean, it's tough to go back to the Super Bowl regardless. You lose both coordinators. The mojo's just kind of been off on this team, but you know, you saw that in the Giants game. Like they can have moments where they're sloppy, um, you know, fluke uh fluke fumble returns for touchdowns or or fumble, you know, bad turnovers that kind of stuff and still win the game by eight points. So yeah, I don't know. They're still a very talented team. They need to get the mojo, right? I don't know what it is, um, yeah. but they need to figure out what works for this team. Mojo wise. They're just their mojos off. I don't know how you fix that. Maybe another yeah, flower you, garden. Yeah. That well, was to Ryan's, Ryan's points. They wanted, they got Arizona. That's a get right spot, right? I, I would hope so. Yeah. I don't think it matters though. Cause I think that regardless of what they do against the giants and the Cardinals, people will not like, no one's going to be like, yup, oh, they're, they're fixed. And so which maybe, is, maybe which the is angle, fine. well, I was going to say, maybe if you're an Eagles backer, they're, they're probably going to come into the playoffs a little devalued, I would imagine. So maybe that's the, the bettable angle. But I, I do think that booing, getting your, like getting booed a couple of weeks before the, the playoffs speaks to the depth of the uh, mojo issues, I guess, as Sean calls them. No, the the fans are frustrated. The players are frustrated. I mean, they won that game, but they still weren't happy with how they're playing. So, in some ways, I like that. Like, I like that they realize, hey, this isn't as good as we can play. We need to get better, and hopefully, that keeps them focused in these last two games. Win these last two games, go into the playoffs, and yeah, they'll at least their first game will be at home, maybe more, and hope to get on a run. I mean. You look at the NFC, like who's the dominant team? You would still say right. the 49ers are Rams. the best team. <laughs> I mean, the Rams yeah. are red hot. But then it's the, wide open. The Rams it's wide open. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Eagles at home against anyone that they're going to be playing in the NFC in round 1. I like our chances. And then from there, you know, we'll see. Um and and maybe they end up having to go to San Francisco, maybe they end up having to go to Detroit. Um I think this team seems to rally around big moments. So we'll see. But again, I think the mojo is a little bit off. Um, and yeah, maybe they can, I, I don't know how you fix mojo. Hey, Purdy looking like absolute dog shit is a win. <laughs> that was so funny, man. The fourth interception. Oh, it was just chef's kiss. Uh, and all right, as we let Brad go, I, well, I'm going to put this welcome to UAB pointing out that Stefanski now does have the shortest odds for coach of the year. Really? And I, so I pulled it up on DK. As we look right now, him and Dan Campbell are both two to one. Okay, here we wow. go. That's crazy. Yeah, because I didn't. Uh, he deserves it. I I I think he's the most deserving guy over Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, I it just seemed like he the market wasn't considering him for whatever reason. But winning with Joe Flacco and winning with all their injuries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, why not? Uh, all right, Kramer. Do we got more calls? Uh, all right, Brad. Good luck next week. Uh, of course, we all know it's the Browns Jets because I memorized the entire week 17 schedule for best ball, and I am completely cooked from best ball. So uh, let it ride, Brad. Let it ride, gentlemen. We we have more callers. We can keep firing okay. off callers. Uh, yeah. We we got we got a rare um, and maybe this is because the morning uh, nature of the show, but we got a rare call from the weatherman. What's uh, up, boys? What's up, weatherman? What's going on? Got a little interference coming through on the weather. Let me see if I can clean this up here. It, it, must it, be the it could be on my end. I got a new board and I'm still testing it out, so it could be on my end that we have all this like. All right, it's static static it's getting a little. It, it, there's a little static. What do you got for the us? The NORAD uh, Santa tracker, Ryan, could be uh, causing some <laughs> interference. <laughs> I, I, I forgot to unplug it. Santa's still connected in. What can I say? Um, I don't know how I feel about my Patriots anymore. Oh, because <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be tanking this rest of the season. We want either yeah. the number two or three pick. Yeah, the ultimate fu by Bill Belichick. I'm not going to lose any of these games. I'm going to leave Christmas you with the worst Eve, pick ha- possible. I'm hammered drunk on Polish vodka and not the store brought <laughs> Polish vodka, like the good stuff. And I'm watching and I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me over here, guys? Seriously, you now find an offense?" I, yeah. I, I'd say yeah. this too. I mean, he want to hear uh, wh- a bad goes the worst because although the giants have beaten both the Washington commanders and new England Patriots, if they are in a three white tie together or a multi-team tie, the giants lose the tiebreaker based on common opponent. And so the giants would actually catapult themselves back ahead of the Patriots and commanders. If they all end up with a log jam um, at five wins. So sorry about, uh, sorry about the draft. It does seem like Belichick is doing his best to try to fuck the team on the way out the door. Uh, he really is. And it's amazing that this team is like responding. I'm like, guys, look at the writing on the wall. Like I get that this is the national football league and we're trying to win, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Man. Any, any, uh, any early look ahead to the weather this weekend, anything we got uh, a happy weather on- talk. I'll be honest. I've I'm off today and tomorrow oh, still no. from work. I have not looked at one thing weather wise since <laughs> Friday except for you guys when I called it on Sunday. So I'm just going to go back to playing call of duty and I will send you my full report on Thursday. Appreciate now, it. Now, now as, as someone who's in the sports gambling uh, space, everyone's always asking us like, Hey, but seriously, what do you like? And it's, and you go, well, just, you know, I put out a, a show. I have the app. There's so many ways to see what I like, but then people will still text me or ask me in person. I imagine that happens a lot as a weatherman as well. Right? So the best one is, and I love my wife to death, but the best one's my wife. She will text me five minutes after my morning show ends and be like, what's the weather going to be like today? Oh, unbelievable. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. You can even turn on the app for five seconds. I'm on every seven <laughs> minutes for goodness sake. Uh, it feels, I feel like I've been in that same situation. Hey, what's the weather like? I'm like, just, it, we, we have a door in our bedroom. Just put your hand on <laughs> I live in Los Angeles. It's like it's yeah. not a complicated problem. We don't have I, weather I, in there. And I also wanted to call in. Shout out to you guys for being up this early after Christmas. Goodness gracious. Yes. Uh yeah, we're dedicated. The grind doesn't stop. And we knew that we didn't want to do a show last night. And so we have to get get the content yes, to the people. Get the people what they want. Can I also tell you guys? I was up in Connecticut for the holidays and I didn't know that like the other gambling apps were open. So as I was losing all my bets on Sunday afternoon, I opened up the uh, the uh, blackjack app and made five hundred bucks. 
<laughs> now, now we're talking. That's the way. Right, play the DJ's only sound effect. Oh boy, this is uh, not not prepared to have to hit a button. If only I knew where it was. Here we go. Bottom Hashtag DJ's only. <laughs> I, I mean, what am I gonna do? I've been there before, but at re- at real tables, virtual tables, it it is it, what what kills you about going on a blackjack run is you immediately are, are like, what the hell. That was the best 15 minutes of my life. Why don't I do this all the time? Yeah. That's literally what I was saying. I was like, why is the, why does this all work now? When I'm sitting at, when I'm sitting at the $25 blackjack table, five minutes from my house, I can't win anything. Uh, I'm sitting at my parents' house on my phone. I'm winning every hand. Blackjack gods works in mysterious ways. Appreciate it. Weatherman. Let it ride, man. Let it ride boys. Enjoy your time off. All right. Hey Ryan, uh, speaking of the gambling gods, the gambling gods look kindly. When you sign up for a hall of fame bets, you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with hall of fame bets. Love hall of fame bets. Get that revolutionary parlay optimizer. You can get the hit rates broken down my leg as well as expected probability of the entire parlay. Um, again, just a very useful tool. You can save yourself a ton of time when it comes to research. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays and yeah, follow them on social too. Cause they'll tweet out um, some of their favorite ones over at HOF bets uh, and obviously HOFbets.com promo code SGPN, get that first month, 50% off half off uh, or download the app and use the promo code SGPN. Either way, get set up over on hall of fame bets. Shout out to Munoff Manji pointing out dedication is putting out a podcast on Christmas Eve for that Christmas day game NBA slate. Make sure you check out the uh, NBA gambling podcast, right? If you're looking to get down in some N- NBA action, Cr- Christmas college, Sean, Christmas is not about taking. It's about giving that feels like yes. moon off was selfishly plugging himself there. I- <laughs> moon off the Santa machine. He does have a nice beard. All right. We got one more caller. Let's go. Uh, we got Mr. Nicholas fortune uh, calling. I, I'll be curious to see what he wants to talk about. Uh, hopefully, it has nothing to do with refs being terrorists. What's up, Nick? How are we doing, guys? Refs are terrorists. <laughs> All right, nice. <laughs> yes. Well, just in general, I mean, some of those games—not even my games, just some of the games I was watching—is like that's not a defensive. No, that's that's that that's not offsides. That's no, that's that's a false start. But I I don't even know what it's called now. I don't even know what a penalty is. I don't know what a catch is now. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, the biggest problem to me it seems over officiating. I, I mentioned it. I I brought attention to it when they were calling, you know, Jason Kelsey offsides on offense, even though it was Jason Kelsey's hand in the neutral zone, which he's allowed to do. And they, they it started with them like trying to um, penalize the Eagles for the tush push. Then they started on this kick for offensive offsides, and in general, they're just calling way too much, like. You know, ticky tacky PI, ticky tacky defensive holding, uh, ticky tacky offensive holding. It's like these these guys are three hundred pound guys. If if you're if you're inside the chest plate, that's a legal play. Like yes, if they're outside on the on the edge of the shoulder pads, impacting them, sure, call that. But no one wants these offensive offsides. No one wants these you know hair off illegal formation calls. Like they don't they don't impact the plays. Like what are we doing? I don't understand it. Well, Sean, they're just trying to just ban, you know, the tush push. That's what's going to happen yes. next year. They're going to, they're <laughs> going to do it. They're, the committee is going to come up and say, we want to ban the tush push because, you know, injuries are going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what, you can't stop the Eagles from like, you know, 
successfully doing a tush push in the end zone for a touchdown. Come on, guys. You know how they're gonna you know how they're gonna ban it? They're gonna oh. ban it by saying you can't engage in a block with all with your hands and feet on the ground. They're gonna find some way to like essentially like the cup block. Like they're gonna say it's dangerous because you're going low at the legs of the defensive lineman. If you watch Kelsey, it, he's essentially bear crawling forward. It's impossible to get under him. And so yeah. that that's how they'll probably attempt if they if they I don't think they're gonna get rid of it though. I don't think it's this wide I mean the widespread issue that's come out of the tush tush push is like Sean's saying is over like you're overthinking the line of scrimmage. A, let's just get back to calling false starts when guys like Lane Johnson kick their legs out a full second before the snap. Let's get back to calling offsides when it's clearly the defender. Let's get back to having some clear bias towards usually the defense is offsides and it's not it's not going to be some random false start from the offense. To me that's the way like get back to doing that. There wasn't a problem with that. I don't know what the problem was. The Eagles have run the tush push like what? 30 times on the season and we're trying to categorically alter the way that we call games because of it. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, I think they may say something about, you know, an opponent, offensive opponent pushing forward another offensive opponent. But if you watch the Eagles with the brotherly shove, um a lot of times, uh, you know, Hertz is getting it without even the 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 push needed at the end. Like the push, yeah, sure, it's icing on the cake. But I think they'll if they if they ban the ability to push the offensive player forward, I still that. think I still think Hertz will be effective as a QB sneak. Can't do that, and it used to be illegal, and that didn't stop Reggie Bush from pushing Matt Leinart into the end zone, and it didn't matter. I, I don't think you could like players push each other all the time. You can't. That would well, be especially insane. if it's a big pile. I, it would be really tough to officiate. Like, why are you making these refs' jobs harder? You know, like now they have to have a laser here to decide. Um, you know, the the line of scrimmage. Like, yeah, if a guy's blatantly offsides on the defense, call it. Other than that, warn the guy. Tell the guy, hey, get up on the line or back off. Like, and, to and me, move on. To me, it's more like the more important penalties are the movement penalties, not where you're lined up. The the reaction time and you know the. Even with these world class athletes, like their 10 yard split being impacted by being six inches forward is not going to be anything more than, you know, it's going to be microseconds. And so your impact to a, a, a moving player is probably going to be bigger. So when, a, say, like Jalen Carter jumps off sides, let's not find a reason to, to call a penalty on the offense just because it was so, he was so clearly through. Like someone must have drawn him off, right? Um, but I, I think, yeah, just get back like stat stationary penalties don't need to be called. I think that's like a starting point there. Like let's try to avoid throwing a flag when we're not actually playing football. Yeah. Nick, uh, you, you called in, how you feeling about your Niners? Hopefully you didn't have oh, a Brock Purdy MVP yeah. ticket. Oh, <laughs> I was so happy. Someone did cash it in. Cause I'd be this, I would do the same thing as well. I would cash it in, but yeah, we looked like trash yesterday. Uh, I think the biggest news uh, out of that game, besides you know that oh Lamar should be MVP. That we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, looking at this, uh, Trent Williams is going under an MBR, no M MRI for a groin injury. Um, That's huge. So that th that'll be huge for us. So keep that in mind. See what thoughts happens. and prayers yeah. for you, Nick. I, I would hate uh -huh. to see uh, Trent Williams not available for the 49ers. I mean, he'll still be uh, at the parade, I assume, but well, did not <laughs> see him out on the field. Would, would the playoff committee consider this uh, impactful enough to maybe withdraw them from the playoff contention? I, I wonder if I mean, they are not the same team without the left tackle. So I do wonder if it's going to be the same postseason without God, the college football like in with time passing the college football people are so dumb. <laughs> 
anyway. Yeah. But my, my uncle who knows nothing about college sports is just like, tell me why Florida state didn't get in. Is it gambling related? I go, no, I, don't, I honestly don't think it was like, people are going to gamble on those games regardless. He's like, it's gotta be gambling. That's the only, I go, no, I honestly don't think it's gambling related. The the layman does I, I, think gambling is the root of all evil. You, you, yes. you when you go when you dip your toe back devil. into civilian waters, you realize that most people don't love gambling like we do. Like, wait, you're <laughs> you're telling so this is this is a direct quote from a holiday conversation. So you're telling me I can bet on the player to score the first touchdown? I go, yes. <laughs> so yeah. uh, my sports writer that I like the most told me same game parlays are not good. Yeah. And that they're stealing your money. I would go, well, yeah, I mean you know, our advice always has been on these, you know, take a long shot a la Easton stick to score the first touchdown at 30 to one versus, you know, putting together eight legs of even money or like minus 200 stuff that gets you to 30 to one. Cause you only need one thing to happen. Like, I, I, I don't know how it's not reflected in the odds, but um, anytime you had like crazy amount of legs, especially in the NFL, like you're just giving them one chance to get screwed. You're describing DFS basic strategy right there. Reduce the amount of things you need to get right. Um, yes. And yeah, I, I, I sure I, we, we're crushing it. That's that, the reality is that we're just bringing bring the value to the people, Sean. So Nick, uh, 49ers, they went out and get the one seed. Oof. It it really determines. I mean, the Rams Rams have been hot, so that'll be a good yeah. game to watch. I'm not even concerned about the Commanders at all. That team is uh, oh, doesn't man. play for a Riverboat Ron anymore. They're they're done. They don't care anymore. They just that loss home, that you know? loss to the Jets was. I uh, know they were my money line dog. Uh, I had completely written them off. Then they come back because they put in Jacoby Brissett. They're up twenty eight twenty seven, and then the Jets hit a fifty four yard field goal to win. Uh, that was that was just pure comedy because like most of the game watching it. I'm like, why did I, why did I bet on this game? But if the commanders start Jacoby Brissett, I think they at least have a chance. I think with Sam Howell right now, his confidence being so low. Yeah. You can't, I mean, five, if you want it, if you so have any shot, it's Brissett. five weeks ago, we discussed uh, how it did seem like the commanders might've found something in Sam Howell. And now, you know, a, a third of the way uh, more through the season. And it's like, well, Looks like Rivera and Howell have to get the fuck out of here because the team's not playing for him. No, I I still think um, we've seen enough out of Howell that he's interesting. Um, but I'm, uh, yeah, I think he might be able to be a starter. I think you need a. I, I think I think Eric Bieniemy has been really bad as a offensive play caller. Um, but to your point, like Jacoby Brissett coming in and and you know doing much better certainly doesn't help the case. But I, I think that, I think a lot of that's coaching. Like, I don't know, Sam Howell has at least shown some talent, some like, you know, fourth quarter drives and clutch situations. Um, so I wouldn't completely give up on Sam Howe, but yeah, the, the commanders are a complete mess. I might give up on them, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Nick, Nick. Uh, anything no, else uh, going back to MVP comments? I still don't think it's Lamar. Yeah, the media, the mainstream media, is saying all oh, Lamar is all the way. You want to know what the MVP of that of that team was last night? It was their defense. Four yeah. interceptions for Brock Purdy hasn't happened at all. They deserve the MVP if you're if you want to give if you want to give any Ravens player. It's actually their defense. But I'm still for CMC and Tyreek Hill to uh, to get the MVP, even though they probably won't get it. It'll probably be Lamar because that's dumb. 
I definitely, yeah. I mean, I, we'll see how it goes. I, I do think that the the Ravens defense has kind of been an interesting story all year. They're, They've been hot and cold. They've had some moments where they looked really bad, and then moments like this game last night where they looked dominant, super physical. They brought the physicality. They look like Ravens defenses of old, and that kind of just comes back full circle. Like, who is the who's the dominant team in the NFL, AFC or NFC? It seems more wide open than any years. I can remember, especially coming down to these last two weeks, which will I hopefully make for some exciting well, plays. DVOA disagrees. The the best DVOA performance since DVOA has been tracked uh, through fifteen weeks or through fifteen games, two thousand seven New England Patriots number one, who were fifteen and zero at the time. The nineteen ninety one Washington Redskins, who were fourteen and one at the time, and the nineteen eighty five Chicago Bears, who were fourteen and one at the time. Fourth overall is the Baltimore Ravens, right behind them. The San Francisco 49ers. So we saw a matchup That's last crazy. Of, the, of two of the top five DVOA performance or teams through 15 weeks in the history or 15 games in the history of the NFL. 1981 then, through present. But then, Ryan, to that point, both those teams have four losses, and every other team on that list was one loss or undefeated. Well, Baltimore has three, but as I keep reminding people, they have had a win probability of 75% or more in the fourth quarter of every game this year. Except for one of their victories, the overtime one against the Rams. So, yeah, it's your point. They probably dropped a couple games, like say the Colts game and the Steelers game that they shouldn't have, or maybe even the Browns game. They probably oh, you're right. They're they, twelve and three. I thought they were eleven. And four. They probably should be a a fourteen and one team that's lost two games they shouldn't, and they're still just this dominant force. And I think unlike um unlike some of those other teams, I actually yeah, Patriots were one offense, two defense. Washington was one offense, three defense. Uh, Bears were fifth that for a team that was re- remembered as being this awesome defense team. Number one, the Bears that year were fifth overall in, in offensive DVOA. Baltimore is fourth and second. Uh, San Francisco is first and fourth in defense. So, anyway, all right, Nick. All right, Nick. Worst of luck to your 49ers. Thanks for calling in. Oh, thank you. And, and thoughts and prayers for Trent Williams. <laughs> that was nice of you. Ah, oh, come on. What am I going to say? Good luck to a 49ers fan? No way. No. All right. Uh, we, we we're gonna come back in a little bit and do a draft, Sean. Do you want to take one more quick call? Okay. Last call. Are we not going through the scores? Yeah, we should rapid fire do that too. Okay. I guess we should recap the game. We've talked about a lot of them. Uh, real quick, we got Sebastian, uh, SGPN football doc. I assume he's here to to talk about how he just ordered a couple refs or terrorist shirts for his friends and family after that uh, disgrace. More whining performance. No one's whining. I got no cheese next to me. What's up, Sebastian? What's up, gentlemen? Uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Merry Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, all the, all the Happy good Holidays. Stuff nice. Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think you've probably. I'll be honest. I joined on a little late. I'm sure that you guys all have talked about the egregious things. You know, obviously, if you just want to check it out, I've got two of the most egregious uh, <laughs> things on my X page. There, you know, there's people still fucking arguing about it in my nice. Lane Johnson holding call. That's how you generate. Uh, that's how you generate some engagement there, Sebastian. Smart move. Uh, well, well, it's funny. I mean, the one that I, I mean, obviously, I think the the false start that they fucking bailed them out of nowhere. That that was. I, there's no argument there. I mean, that's not an argument. But the one where I'm watching, of course, being home, getting to watch the game with the pops, you know having hope and then getting it ripped away by this giants team, you know, just like the good old days, pretty nostalgic there. Uh, we're, we're watching the last play and we just see Saquon get just absolutely busted out of bounds. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm trying to get, get this on, on like, get a record of this. 
and my parents' TV kept skipping and whatever. So I, I think, uh, you know, the broadcast booth did something I, to mess up that uh, replay because it took me about 15 fucking tries to get it. But we finally got it. And yeah, Reed Blankenship's a cheater, but it's okay. It, you know, here's what I would say. Uh, what, uh, the bro- Just commentary on the broadcast. And maybe Sean picked Carol this up Johnson too. Carol Johnson was horrible. Uh, I was going to say, he wouldn't shut the fuck up. And I, he like, over talking. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, you're making three outfit changes. Like, this is not about you. I get it. You're pissed off. You have to work on Christmas. This is not about you. I get it. You're pissed off that the USFL is no longer existing. You probably lost your job there. (laughs) This is not about you. You, you way too much talking. Uh, And yeah, it was a little bit weird that the broadcast was just like, all right, we're out of (laughs) here. Yeah, I don't. No I replays. still don't think anyone mentioned like mentioned it at all. Like I was like, did no one see this? I was like, did I just like make this up? Like he just got chucked it, out it of was, the end zone. It's the kind of it's the kind of game that makes you realize that calling like broadcasting a game is challenging. There there are reasons why. Like unfortunately, Greg Olson and his uh, his his buddy they're a little bit better at it, having a critical like conversation. I'd even give some praise to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck here. Uh, just an unbelievable, like I used to love Daryl moose and, and, and goose, Kenny and ever, moose and goose, sorry, Kenny moose and goose. And ever, ever since they lost goose, it, it's been the moose show. And I'm, I'm going to be the first one here that says we need to cancel moose. We need to get out ahead of it. And just yeah, cancel. He was uh, honestly, he was uh, on my list of least annoying Cowboys, but last oh. night's game, it was just, it was unbearable. And then he was I don't know. His bias against the Eagles was very comical. Um, yeah, it was just. Well, hold was, on, hold on. So you you felt like he was pro Giants in that game? No, just anti. Okay, Eagles. he was anti both teams. It was very. Yeah. He, any chance he could to like take a shot at either team, it was like. Yeah. It was it was weird because typically the broadcasters tiptoe around that kind of stuff because they don't want people to hate them, right? Like that's the goal. Don't hate me. Um. Yeah. Fuck Moose. No. Yeah. yeah I think he, he was, was just over too. Yeah. He very clearly was like, no matter who wins this game, both fan bases should be mad that these teams, blah, blah. Like it was just like, all right, dude, what the fuck, man? But uh, no, I think I think we celebrate the fact that two teams were eliminated from the playoffs last night. Uh, clearly the Giants just, you know, moving into the top five draft pick and uh, the Eagles. Congrats. There's no way in the world they are going to do jack shit in the playoffs. So hmm. I think that we celebrate that fact material. That their defense is terrible and Jalen Hurts is he has a turnover problem. Let's be honest. No, I mean, I, I I agree he has had issues with turnovers, but um that pick six was not his fault. I mean, Dallas Goddard fell down, the ball went right to the Giants defender. Oh, I don't no, think that I'm was, not, that was yeah. I'm getting dizzy here. You don't think that was a slightly a bad throw to the outside there? No. Okay. No, no I mean, not I, that one, but the one that Isaiah Simmons dropped should have been yeah. pick six. That one was, oh man, right. that, no, that I would mean, have really. I, I, I agree. He's had issues with turnovers, but the one turnover he had in this game, I would say, wasn't his fault. No, yeah, no, no, no. Well, yeah, we we can we can you know we'll see what happens with Jalen Hurts down the line. Uh, but no, no I mean, I yeah, he's not, your guys he's not playing his best ball. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, he's not. He's not playing. I mean, he's certainly played better, uh, you know, last year or even earlier in the season. I just think they're asking him to do too much. I mean, uh, I guess with the offensive line being beat up, but I mean, in most cases, you guys typically were so good last year because you could just run it down the throat. I mean, you saw it kind of in that last drive against the Giants. Like that's where you guys were good. Just lean on both your offensive line. 
But, I mean, I think they're asking him to do too much unless he thinks he's trying to do too much, and that's just not the type of quarterback he is. Put your head down and go get yeah, the Yeah, but he also, he also he did make a couple high-level throws, like that third and 20 um, oh, was a very good throw. Fuck. See, that's just typical Giants shit, man. Give you all the hope, down by two, third and 20, and let up a 32-yard ball right over the oh, that, was throw. A, that was a good throw. It's a good throw. That was a hell of a ball. Yeah, I mean... Uh, go ahead. Real quick, your guys' opinion on... I'm um, looking at some of these uh, Super Bowl odds here. Um, because I mean, I just think this playoff race is so wide open. Uh, talking about some some teams that are maybe some sneaky values this week. Look, people looking to pick up some futures. I've got two that I've got in mind. One from each conference. I don't know if I, we want to start off there, and then we we just have a quick discussion about that. Go for it. So I'm looking at. Uh, so I'm over at DK right now. Uh, the Cleveland Browns at 45 to one. So this is Super Bowl odds. And Cleveland Browns forty-five to one, and the Los Angeles Rams at seventy to one. Those are my two. Like this is where I would kind of you know put something something on right now and see how it plays out. Are, what are you guys looking at? Anything past like the top four? You know, yeah, Eagles, no, we Dolphins. just we just mentioned uh, earlier uh, Brad Ward, uh, host of the Browns podcast, called in and. Yeah, I I think they are super frisky, and you want to talk about a quarterback that doesn't mind going on the road to win a game, a playoff game. I, I mean, you, you kind of nailed it. Like two of the teams, same with Stafford. Like them going on the road, Matt Stafford winning a game in Detroit, Joe Flacco winning a game in Baltimore on the road. I could definitely see that, and I, I'm with you. Especially this year, it doesn't feel like there's dominant teams. I mean, right now, I guess you would say the most dominant team in the league is the Ravens, but they've had one issues in the playoffs overall. And then, you know, obviously have had a couple random collapses losing games. They shouldn't have. So I think, you know, no one has a, a great path, I think to the super bowl right now. So uh, inherently the dogs could be interesting. And let's not forget that number one DVOA team from 2007, the new England Patriots, uh, they went on to lose to a uh, wild card out of the NFC. I certainly, I think the, the, to me, the Stafford Rams angle makes the most sense because yeah, Ryan, if you had to choose uh, Browns or Rams going on a run, which one is more intriguing? I, I do think the Browns defense has kind of taken a small step back and that that's probably being missed in this conversation. Cause I think they would need their defense to go on just an epic run. I think there's a very good chance we see Flacco show up to the playoffs and maybe after the first round, they're all right. But depending on the matchup in the second round could get really dicey at that point in a weird way. Like I'm, I'm wondering if the Ravens are going to be rooting for the bills to get in and be a lower seed than the, uh, the Browns so they can avoid them in the second round. But I, I would go Rams all day. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a team in the NFC that necessarily is going to be a matchup where the quarterback is clearly better than Stafford. And I think it starts there. I think with Flacco, you can make a lot of arguments where it's like, ah, but Staff yeah, I, Stafford I guess, very guess- clearly top can be the top dog in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, I guess two things. Well, one, I mean, yeah, Stafford has beat the 49ers in the playoffs, but that was in LA. So them going, you know, I guess I would worry a little bit about the Rams outdoors on the road. If they had to go into Philly, um, mm. certainly like their chances against lions, you know, they, the 49ers have kind of owned them, but again, Stafford did get that win when it mattered most in the playoffs previously. I, I guess what's appealing about this Browns team, like you mentioned their defense, which has been better at home and not as good on the road, but they still at least, and I mean, you could make a case for the Rams too. Like they still have that one guy, AKA Aaron Donald or miles Garrett that can really break the game open. Um, 
you know, and I, and I guess you could say Rams better skilled players. I, they, I would they go, just went on the road to the Baltimore Ravens, Sean, and they only lost by six in a game that went to overtime. Yeah, and that and you want to talk about refs missing calls? There was like a number of blocks in the back on that uh, punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, people thought I was crazy when I was high on the Rams coming into the season, but I think you're kind of seeing what I was liking about them preseason. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I, 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 if I had to choose either a Rams future or Browns future, I might go Browns, but um, it's no. close. And I think both are, uh, both are fun bets. Not even close. I think the Browns. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think it's close. Hmm. I think the Rams offense is going to scare people. I don't think the Browns offense is scaring anyone, any of the playoff contenders. I think, I think it's still Joe Flacco. Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah, I mean, the only other team I'd even just consider, just because how hot they are, and honestly, I'd look to play them the other way. I'm looking at uh, the Bills in the sense of of them to win the AFC East right now. They're at plus two sixty five. So I mean, you know, they play their uh, do- the Miami plays the Dolphins, or excuse me, Miami plays the Ravens this week, and then they finish with a Week eighteen at the Bills. If Miami were to lose against the Ravens, it's basically a playoff game for the AFC East, uh, assuming the Bills win their Week seventeen matchup. So. You know, you got Jalen Waddle who just picked up high ankle sprain. I expect him to be out both games and you know for the rest of the season and then back limited in the playoffs. So I think this is a nice situation where you could be getting a nice price on basically the Dolphins, you know, to lose to the Ravens. And then basically you're looking at or a plus two sixty-five. I mean, I don't know if you want to wait for that money line if it makes sense as far as that mechanical parlay, but I, I think the Bills have a good shot to actually wind up with AFC East and then they become sneaky at a 12 to one Super Bowl future and just how good they're playing right now. But I mean, again, talk about a turnover problem. Josh Allen is the definition of a turnover problem. And it, it could be that weird situation where if they're playing week 18 for the division, if the dolphins win, the, it could also lend, lend to that scenario where they would play each other again the following week. So you have a lot mm. of interesting kind of angles there. You want to win, but you don't want to show all the good stuff. Like there's a chance that we could see Dolphins Bills in back to back weeks. All right. All right. Thanks for calling right. in. Follow SGPN Doc. Thanks, man. Doc, Let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. All right. Let's rapid fire through these games, Sean. Okay. Rams thirty. Uh Saints twenty-two. Uh, talked a ton about the Rams and kind of the momentum they got going. Steelers thirty-four to eleven against the <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> the one uh, game I don't pick the Steelers, they really show up. Uh, that being said, the game kind of got out of hand for the Bengals. I still think um, we'll see who they end up playing and if they make it to the playoffs. I still kind of like what I've seen out of Jake Browning. Yeah, th- this was um, certainly not a good spot for him. Uh, you know, s- seeing a team for the second. Uh, there's a lot of reasons, uh, and then there's just Tomlin winning winning games to maintain his. Uh, yes, he will not. He's gonna be over 500. So don't, if you think anything else, look ha- out. Hasn't <laughs> locked it up yet, but uh, we're 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 narrowing in, and somehow the Steelers scored all scored all these points, and Pratt Firemuth got a zero in our high stakes fantasy. <laughs> oh league. God! So R.I.P. that fantasy team. Uh, Chargers 22, Bills 24. Bills eke out the victory. Chargers close your eyes special that comes through. Never in doubt. Easton stick running the ball looked good. Um, you know, all it took was Brandon Sealy get fired to actually do it. Got that uh first touchdown, got the anytime. So yeah, that was fun. Oh boy. Everyone's talking about this Bills team, huh? Jason in the YouTube chat wants to know, do the Steelers keep riding Rudolph? I think you got to. I mean, you cannot. You can can you really tell that team we're going back to Kenny Pickett right now after that game? 
Mm, not Trubisky, maybe Pickett, but yeah, to your point, I, you kind of got to ride the hot hand. Right? Well, Pickett, Pickett was close to playing, so um, you think he might be ready for this week's game? If he is, Ryan, are you starting Kenny Pickett over Mason Rudolph? I think you have to, or you're telling everyone that Kenny Pickett's not your guy. I think you try and buy yourself one more week by uh, by like saying his injury is bad. Oh, interesting. That's that's a fun angle. Yeah. Uh, Pickett starting week seven, according to uh, I'm guessing that's SUPN football doc. Uh, your Atlanta Falcons, Ryan, coming up big at home, twenty nine <laughs> to ten. When it means the least, I guess <sighs> it still means something for them. They're they have a they have a chance to win the NFC South. They have a chance to make the playoffs via wild card. Yeah, I mean, Sean, I don't know if you've looked at the 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 log jam that is the NFC standings right oh, now. It's a, it's a shit show. But we have eight and seven Rams, Seahawks, and Bucks who are leading a division. Then you have seven and eight. The list is long. Vikings, Packers, Falcons, Saints. Everyone's still in it. I think. Yeah. The, I think the Falcon. Uh, suddenly, the NFC South could get two teams in the postseason, which just doesn't <laughs> seem right. Yeah, because I think what the Vikings and Lions still play one more. So maybe the Vikings squeak. I, there, there's a lot of a uh, lot of permutations here, but. Um, yeah, it does seem like the Bucks are the best team in the South. Uh, Green Bay thirty-three, Carolina Panthers got the cover, didn't get the win. I don't know, not much to say about this game. You know, Panthers kind of hung around. I nailed it. They had a chance yeah. to win. They what? They had a chance to win or tie at least. Nah, they were never going to win. They're they're playing. They're the Panthers. Ball. They're playing better. They are. They're playing a little better now that they got rid of that loser Frank Reich. Uh, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> One of my locks that did come through. Uh, they won 36 22, although probably not even that close. Like they really put it on the Houston Texans. Um, Joe Flacco, like we said, was looking awesome. Mari Cooper, uh, dominant performance. And yeah, they just shredded him. Mari Cooper, really good. Uh, I think someone pointed this out, but I think the Cowboys <laughs> traded him for a fifth round pick. How's that working yeah. out for you? What are you what? doing? <laughs> Tyree Kill and Amari Cooper uh, leaving teams that are competing for Super Bowls in their prime is going to be looked back at as just a egregious mistake. Seahawks twenty, Titans seventeen. Um, we this was a loss when we picked it on the Titans. Depending on when you bet it, though, it may have been a win for the Titans. I think it closed at three, three and a half, so maybe a push in there. Seattle got the late touchdown. Um, no, neither team looked. Particularly good, although Derrick Henry seemed to come to life a little bit. He still looks washed up. He did have a better game. Uh, perhaps yeah. it was just the opponent. Uh, yeah, Seattle. <clears throat> Seattle to me strikes me as the most likely team to get into the playoffs and just get completely boat boat raced by someone, even in the NFC. Yeah, it's tough to be very confident about uh, Seattle right now. Uh, Washington. The Redskins twenty-eight, Jets thirty. Uh, Redskins get the cover, don't get the win. I mean, Jets were up twenty-seven to seven, I think, at some point. They were up twenty points, uh, and then you know they decide to put Brissett in. They get it up to twenty-eight, twenty-seven, like I said, and then last-second <laughs> field goal for the Jets. Why they wait so long? I, it's uh, unbelievable. And I what what ended up taking me down in an underdog uh, this week was a, a Brees Hall Amari Cooper team, like. Just, oh. Just an unbelievable uh, situation. How do you wait so long to put Brissett in? He did this two weeks in a row now. Yeah, like at some point, good. 
we have to realize that turnovers are bad, especially when you're facing a team that can't really score themselves. Vikings 24 lions 30. Um, nice winning cover for the Lions. Like I said, Jared Goff emotional did feel like a Gatorade dumping moment won the NFC uh, North there for the first time ever, because uh, last time they won the division, it was still called the NFC central. So hats off to the lions lions fan. I'm sure easy was stoked. Uh, Vikings definitely had a chance in this game. Kind of gave it up late um, lions, you know, nice winning covered still have some issues with their game. But like I said, also kind of in the mix there for the number one seed. So and if you haven't seen Bye Bye Barry yet, uh, there is a great. Uh, it's on Prime. It's a uh, Barry Sanders doc, but they they kind of folk in the beginning of it. They focus in on that early portion of his career when they they he helped take the Lions to win the division in 1991, and just seeing what people were dressed like and celebrating the Lions back then, and think they hadn't won it until uh, right now with Dan Campbell. I mean, what a what a hilarious uh, you know how it started, how it finished. A uh, bucks thirty, Jacksonville Jaguars twelve. Baker and the boys. Uh, shout out to Dick Buncher, cash that Mike Evans anytime. Tuddy, uh, Rashad White um, had some uh, bunch of fantasy points as well. Jags just continue to free fall. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's you know Trevor Lawrence's health. They just seem completely out of sorts. Defense is playing really bad. Offense couldn't do much. Um, and Bucks getting frisky here late. At this point in the day, I'm feeling really good about myself. I had a my team that advanced. It was a Jared Goff team, but it was also a Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, Rashad White team. And so after this Tampa game, it's like holy shit. This is exactly what I needed to happen. I got a lot of touchdowns. I'm I'm sitting pretty. I'm sitting in the catbird seat. So yeah. Also, you failed to mention this was one of my locks, Sean. Yes. By the way, Trevor Lawrence. um, I don't know if he cleared the concussion protocol. He looked like ass out there. Something was not right about him. <laughs> I wonder I if mean, they rushed but, him back. But that's happened a lot of games for him, you know. He looked really uh, bad. Really bad. Yeah. Dolphins 22, Dallas Cowboys 20. Oh, fun uh, back and forth game here. Dolphins get it done. Cover the number. Also one of your locks, Ryan. Um yeah. Back, back they, at it. Back at it with the two the back to back lock. Uh yeah. Hit, hit a nice little lock parlay this weekend. Uh, a little for, little fortunate here, but um, once again, we said we highlighted the spot. We thought the spot was good. The spot came through for us. Another two point victory. Bears twenty seven, Cardinals sixteen. Bears always in control of this game. Fields almost got a hundred yards on the ground, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Bears Bears have closed out the season strong. I really don't know what you do with uh, Justin Fields. I mean, I would I would lean towards trying to build around him, but you know, I, I guess I see the appeal of. Drafting a Caleb Williams and getting something for Justin Fields. I wonder what you get for him. I mean, you're not trading him for a third round pick. You're not trading him even. Like, are you trading him for a second round pick? It's very interesting to me. I, I understand that there's some generational talents in this pool, but uh, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm not trusting this front office right now. They've made some questionable moves, and so yeah, I, I don't. I don't really know what the right. I think whatever they do, we're going to kill them for it. So I'm just getting ready for that. I, I would. I would stick with Fields. Trade for some uh, load up on a ton of picks, get a bunch of stud offensive linemen. I mean, their defense has been playing really well. It, I, I think if you give Justin Fields Marvin Harrison Jr., um, that might be a formula that actually works for them. Or the offensive line, like again, what if you just built a badass running team and continue to invest in that, and you play good defense, you run the ball. Oh shit, you're the Chicago Bears. Makes sense yeah. to me. 
what? Uh, well, oh, we got the uh, Broncos twenty three, steal or sorry, Patriots twenty six. Killed a lot of people in the Circus Survivor. Almost a comeback victory here for the Broncos. Uh, couldn't pull it off. I, I you know, Broncos kind of looking frisky, but uh, looks like they're j- going to come up just short this season. <laughs> uh, certainly looks like they crescendoed in the middle of the season. It's like uh, right at the wrong time, right when uh, Peyton was uh, in the peak of hitting that, ripping that bong, and then and then he, he, this is the exhale where he's like, "All right, time to go sit down on the couch and eat a snack." Patriots. Yeah. This was always going to happen, right? The Patriots are going to sneak a couple wins in there to make sure that Robert Kraft doesn't end up with a top quarterback. All, this goes all the way back to when Robert Kraft traded Jimmy G away from Bill Belichick. He does not want this man to get another franchise quarterback. So I, I, if I was a betting man, Patriots win at least one more game down the stretch. Chiefs fourteen, uh, Raiders twenty. Chiefs losing outright at home. Bad loss here for the Chiefs. One thing to not cover, but losing this game kind of inexcusable and tons of drama down in KC. Yeah, certainly the the ratio of like petulant child behavior has gone way up in Kansas City. Uh, all the commercials, all the fun stuff. So all of a sudden, that uh, commercial where they want to change uh, Kelsey's name to Maado Ma- isn't quite as funny <laughs> uh, when you're nine and six and you're you're making a sweater a minus one sixty division bet here. Still looks Seriously? like we'll be safe. Uh, but if I'm a Raiders fan, I will be very upset if they don't hire Antonio Pierce because dude, they're playing for him. Well, not only are they playing for him, but he's shown that he can be a like delegating OC Delta shitty deck of cards and he's still dealing with it. Uh, coming up with big wins. I think, you know, you got to measure the wins and the losses. So yeah, it would be a bummer if they didn't, they didn't keep him on. It seems like he's earned the job. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we got the uh, Eagles and the giants felt like we kind of hit on that giants. Got a lot of uh, fortunate calls Uh, ended up losing the game. 33, 25. Eagles uh, win and now 11 and four. Yep. Giants up to the fifth pick overall for those keeping track. And like I said, they have a weird uh, tiebreaking phenomenon where even though they own head to head tiebreakers over Arizona, Washington, and new England, they do not own the group tiebreaker over any of them. So they would actually catapult up. So Caleb Williams still in the cards road test saying, don't forget to talk about what a scumbag Brock Purdy is. Love this uh, guy in the chat. Yeah, Brock Purdy laid a Brock Turdy um, Sunday night or Monday night football. Ravens roll thirty three nineteen. I I can't remember another game where a guy single handedly destroyed his MVP odds like we saw with Brock Purdy. Um, if yeah. this was if this was Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> let's say the roles were reversed in this game. What would the narrative be? I, I think the narrative would be Brock Purdy um, minus five hundred for the MVP. Brock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we can we can talk about stats and scores and all this stuff as much as we want, but really, it goes to the quarterback of the number one or two seed, um, and then you know, kind of some little bit of eye test in the head to head thing. So that's why when we were talking about Lamar, it's like, hey, if they if they beat, you know, if they beat. I said, if they beat San Francisco in San Francisco, he's going to be the odds on favorite. Now I didn't think it was going to be this bad looking for Brock, but like if the game was a little closer, I think, you know, the fact that they lost because of Brock so much the, with the four picks, 
I think that's really why you see the crazy odd swing. I think if it was like a close game and Lamar in the Ravens, like one by three points and you know, Purdy throws one interception. I think it's a little bit closer, but it's still Lamar is definitely going to be the favorite. It is fun. <clears throat> like, cause it's, it's literally the, the one argument as to why Brock Purdy is not the MVP. Like if this team was so great, if this, this Kyle, Sh- if everything was so great for this team, um, it's just the quarterback has to execute. Isn't him throwing four picks and them getting their ass kicked, just proving he's a game manager. Cause when he doesn't deliver the ball to the, the appropriate person, they suck. And not only do they suck, they had no chance of coming back. <clears throat> I think that yeah. was the thing that stood out to me in this game. And we kind of watching it in the background. It didn't ever strike me. Like even early in the game, when the Niners were playing well ish, they were still like the Ravens were making mistakes. And that was the only thing kind of giving them hope. And the second, the Ravens punched a couple in the, in the end zone. It was like, Oh my, Th- this is not even close. I mean, for a team that is so elite, to most some people, uh, the, they really got boat raced at home in a game that mattered to them. A very bad performance by the Niners, and like you said, the NFC is a real dumpster fire right now. Yeah, and the AFC, the only team that looks good is the Ravens, who had some moments earlier in the season where they fell apart. So uh, that's nitpicky. which is gonna. What's up? I think that's a little nitpicky. I'm with you. Like they lost two games they shouldn't, but they're they're twelve and three. They should be fourteen and one. They, they, I think they are clearly the best team in the NFL now. Yeah, no, certainly going in, and the it's the way they beat the 49ers with the physicality um, and their defense playing super high levels. So, yeah, that'll do it for the show. Uh, we'll be back. We got a lot going on this week: college basketball, of course, more NFL picks, NFL props, uh, some bonus underdog drafts. Uh, all that and more. So make sure you smash that subscribe button. Toss us a nice rating review. It is the holiday season. Come on. I'm trying to be jolly and give out some uh, SGPN gift cards. I don't see any Apple podcast reviews coming into my stocking. So my hands are tied. Would love to give some of those out. Uh, you know, contest coming down to the wire here. We'll announce the Patreon pick em winner of the uh, $100 uh, Circa Future as well. Back on VSIN. Uh, later this week, Friday nights, lot to get to Kramer. Yeah. Back in Vegas, uh, NFL playoffs are almost here. We got uh, on top of the, I mean, yeah, all, too much stuff going on. I'm just, I'm right now. I'm distraught. I'm, I'm dead in best ball. I see people celebrating their best ball, their BBM four finals teams. Couldn't give a shit. I don't have one. <laughs> all right. Uh, that'll do it for the sports gambling podcast. No, hold on. I got this for you, Sean. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green. He's Ryan. Good job, Sean. Framer, let it ride.